UFC 169. <laughs> Sorry, Shut up. This is the last time hey, I get to. <laughs> you know what, Kev? Do me a favor. Huh. Talk to people because I my food I just ordered food and it's here. So are you shitting me? Is it no. really? Hello? Oh God. <laughs> you. <laughs> are you downstairs right now? He's not joking. Okay, we couldn't have planned this worse. <laughs> Go get your food. I'm going to tell the listeners about Lulu. Oh, I wanted to hear the story too. No. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, stole the podcast. Wait. Okay. Stopping. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Just let me know when you're. It sounds like you're getting all situated. You got it. What'd you? For, just so you don't leave people hanging. What'd you order? I got um, Mongolian beef, Chinese food. Oh, fuck you! God. Why? Why? What, that sounds amazing. That? It is. It's 11:30 here, and I can't go carbon out okay, like that. Can we? Oh no, no! You brought this up, so let's be fucking real about this then. When we record these podcasts, yeah, it sucks because Kevin has to stay up late. Wah, Kevin. But you know what happens to Raph? Raph doesn't get to eat at a normal person's time. So cut to me getting off of work, sneaking in my food. And so today, yeah, I needed food to operate so that I don't become a giant asshole during the podcast or at least bigger one than you're used to. So I got reviewed on Lulu, and for those that don't know what Lulu is, Raph, it is a, it's an app where women can anonymously review past sexual or dating partners. Uh-oh. Women, known the world over for being the most emotionally rational gender, should without question not have this power. They called me... First of all, they gave me an 8.2 out of 10. I have always Which been a B is student. is inaccurate. So you never know. Um, but in addition, it said I was kinky in the right ways. Which no. I don't know what that means, but it kind of sounds like how I would describe Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Or like Californication. Probably, they probably mean kinky in the more little. They, we don't even know if I slept with them. Um... So <laughs> they also said, though, and here's where it loses its legitimacy to me, Raph, that I you had one. Aside from the fact that it's a website where people rank how sexual the other person is in bed. OK. Yeah, obviously, aside from that. Yes. OK. They it's it said I have wandering eyes. Do you? Well, not no way during sex. There's no way that's what they meant. That sounds like an indictment on me as like someone you're in a relationship with. So I thought it was an unfair claim. What went through your mind when someone told you you were on Lulu? I was just so mad. I was outraged. I, you know, I kind of have like feminism jealousy, so I wanted to be more outraged. Um, but then the review was pretty good, <laughs> so that toned down my. Uh, and once anger. you were able to see that review, you were able to objectify yourself. So congratulations. Yeah, but I'm still wildly against it, and frankly, it, there's just no limitations. Like anyone <laughs> can review anyone and prank anyone, or get your name wrong. Like, come on, there's uh, not a lot of security there. Not what we're talking about on tonight's podcast. Not at all. Let's move past this because no one wants to hear any more about your sex life. 
<laughs> I don't. That's for that's for damn sure. It is UFC 169 time. Let's talk about what an amazing fight card this was. And you know why? Why? Tough 17. Tough okay. 17. What about it? I hit the parlay, Raph. Okay. That should count for 9 million things. And we're going to reveal who won the bet because neither – I don't remember – you're going to reveal at the end of this analysis um, who won the John Evans me bet. So we'll wait for yes. that. And let's lead off the card by me telling you about Iaquinta. Al Iaquinta. I didn't see the UFC Fight Pass prelim. Sorry. <laughs> I watched a little bit of the Magni and Hester highlights and just moved on. You're so I- bad at this game. Iaquinta is getting trained by Weidman's team. Mm-hmm. Looking great. Looking very good. As a matter of fact, he was just uh, rejuvenated, more calculated, very, very aggressive, and changed up his striking in a tremendous way. So I was impressed. We'll move on to Katone Watson, and I'm going to tout my own Twitter horn here, Raph. I got retweeted by J.O. Sports Company because I I have the same shorts as Katone. I did see that. I was did very you... proud of you in <laughs> trying you to see? secure new gear. <laughs> Thank you. I was also impressed with that. But did you see that I I hashtagged it twinsies when I was talking about how we had the same shorts? If you are asking if I saw it, the answer is yes. If you are also following up that question with, did you wince when you saw it? Yes, I did. Because I go, God damn it. This is what happens when I'm not on the Twitter. And there was I can't a lot delete of- it. There was a lot of hashtag raps not here. <laughs> there was a good chunk of that. And you know what the, the stupidest part about that is? You hashtag each word and raps not here. <laughs> not one word, like a continuous hashtag you could do. It was just raf hashtag oh, is dude, hashtag. not let me around vodka when I'm doing these things. Uh, Chris Carriasso versus Danny Martinez. Um, not a very, like... An okay fight, but not as good as the Catone-Watson, which Catone won. Watson just kept coming forward. Um, so Kari also kind of got drowned out because McDessie versus Patrick is the fight I want to talk about. You know about John McDessie, I assume. He trains out there with TriStar. He's one of the, uh, you know, the Canadians. Tough motherfucker. Alan Patrick. Do you know that name? Did you, did you know who Alan Patrick was before these fights? I do. I did not. Uh, somehow he completely slipped through my I, – I don't know. So I had not even thought about him as like a person. So anyway, he was crazy. Sorry, my phone's going series trying to get me to engage in things. And I'm not going to let her interrupt this conversation we're having, Raph. Kevin, focus. I'm trying. Don't Alan Patrick um, just beat him up. But this was, in my opinion, fight of the night. I thought it was the coolest fight. They were going crazy at each other. And Patrick kept trying to take him down. And McDessie is – a violent little warrior, as I called him. He looks like someone that needs to drop down a weight class, but he was amazing. It was a great fight. Varner gets beat up by Trujillo. Raph, I said you do not want to vote against a guy that has a fence tattooed, a chain link fence tattooed across his shoulder. You don't ever bet against that person. Did you get a chance to see this fight or any of the fights I'm talking about? Okay, I didn't get to see any of them, and I'll tell you I'm why. I'm sorry, wait, what? Could you underline that a little louder? I'm eating Mr. 
I'm eating Mongolian beef. First of all, I hear your jealousy and I accept it because it's delicious. But it was – okay, Kevin, you don't understand this. When you are in a Mexican family, sometimes – and by sometimes, I mean every weekend – there is a birthday. Are you insinuating that the Phillips-McCartney merger did not instill me with an adequate amount of Latino familial understanding? Yes, especially okay. growing up in the Kansas. Yeah, fair. I will tell you that my – the party I had to go to this Saturday was so Mexican, there was a bounce castle, and there was also catered tacos. Now, while I love the UFC, nothing beats catered tacos and a bounce castle. So, I unfortunately had to let Kevin do all the coverage on this one. And in all seriousness, Kevin did a very good job uh, live tweeting his reactions Woo! to the fight. I was... Dare I say surprised to see him do so well? <laughs> uh, that's fair. I was surprised myself. I I was in it. I was in a zone. Sometimes you just hit that Twitter wave perfectly and you ride it. Yes. It's even weirder when Kevin says, I was in a zone in a text back to me when I am complimenting him for said work. But we'll go past that. Uh, so I didn't get to see the fights. And the, the worst part is I know my family would probably order the fights with me, but I think when there's too many kids around, it's kind of hard when it's on the main TV if people aren't into that sort of thing. So I had to kind just take them all again. But it's very difficult. Yes. But I will say this. The one thing that worked in my advantage is Facebook sometimes has those friends who find those videos of the fights as they're happening. And sometimes post like a 10 second clip that shows you what happens. <laughs> this happened to be one of the fights that ended up getting that 10 second clip. And for good reason, because it was a spectacular knockout. It really was. Um, and I, Abel Trujillo just looked like a man possessed. If he doesn't get DQ'd for knees, he's got a, uh, he's got a lot going on in the future. Um, Lineker versus Bogatinov. Winner via decision, pretty um, – I mean, it was a fine fight. It was just Ali Ali controlled the fight. He controlled the fight from start to finish, and it was one of those – I'm going to stop you right here, Kev. Uh-oh. Did something seem weird about this UFC? Did it seem like it broke the record for the most decisions ever at a UFC? It did seem like it. <laughs> it oh, because it did. It seemed like it did. Oh, interesting. That would also explain, by the way – fucking event and this is where i was kind of pissed at you at twitter because i'm like trying to tweet and it's like 2 30 in the goddamn morning and the fights are still going on Deal they were it. the fights that refused to end and it's because of all these decisions i actually didn't know that though it set a record uh-huh that's funny 10 decisions well the next one was the next two are ridiculous um, Alistair Overeem should have been able to knock out Frank Mir. And this fight was actually exactly the opposite of what I expected to see. Frank Mir had no control in the fight. Alistair Overeem was beating the hell out of him on the on just every ounce of their exchange was a vicious beating. Overeem looked huge and just tackled him, took him down. Every time he was in his guard, he was just beating the hell out of him. Uh, and that's pretty much what it looked like. Overeem almost submitted Frank Muir. Wow. Yeah, I want you to think about the change of events that would have to occur. And I'm using the word almost pretty 
delicately, <laughs> but for Alistair Overeem. Um, he also favored a tweet because our friend August Benassi was like, did either fighter earn their keep? It was like, yeah, Overeem did. Overeem yeah. looked fantastic. He really looked spectacular. Now, um, that's not the tweet. That was amazing, by the way. I like that he, he responded to us. But the tweet that maybe got the most attention of the evening, how would you describe Frank Mir's forehead in that fight? <laughs> I would describe it as uh, bleeding excessively. Great. Now, how did you put that into words in a tweet? I it, I don't remember. I sent so many tweets. So <laughs> many? I felt bad about this one. I did feel bad about the second one. The first one was kind of funny. But I just mentioned that he might need a tampon to stop the bleeding. That was all I was just <laughs> suggesting. That a tampon might stop the bleeding and yep. his face or his forehead might be menstruating. Okay? I'm Kevin Phillips and I have no reason to believe why I should ever be ranked on Lulu. Weird. I, yeah, okay. Sorry, you hit me really in the stomach of the soul by bringing it full circle with the Lulu. And I was You're like, welcome. oh. Maybe it's me, but it's not. I'm really not. I would like to point out, though, I'm doing this all (laughs) while eating. So, like, my game, I'm in the zone right now, Kev. I know what it feels like. You are such a bastard. That's all I have to say about that fight, though. Overeem um, really, you know, put a pounding on Frank Mir's forehead. Uh, Jose Aldo. Comes out and he's Jose Aldo for the first two and a half, three rounds, and kind of into the fourth, and then just stopped. Hmm. And it didn't look like he was tired. He just looked kind of bored. And Lamas was out. I mean, it was just he got the shit kicked out of him for the first three rounds, and then somehow didn't get knocked out. And it was not as good a fight because of the way it ended. Does that, in my being fair, does the end of fights sometimes influence your perspective of the entire fight? It depends because sometimes a person really does such a great job in the fifth round and is just having their way where you go, "Uh, I'm going to forgive them a round. At least they're trying to finish. Or sometimes somebody's not trying to finish and you just go, "Ugh, I'm over it. Someone got a third round in this decision. Yep, you win, I think. That's got to be it. That's got to be it because in this one, like, Lamas came back a little bit in the last round, but not to make it a fight or change the decision. It would just be nice to see Jose Aldo do that finishing power. I don't know what the risk is. I don't know what the game plan's like. I just don't want to, you know, you just don't want to see someone you love that's a knockout artist start putting the brakes on in these third rounds because they've won the fight already. That's the last thing you want to, that was my only fear with this one. All right. We're we're not there yet. But the hairs are up on the back of my neck with the GSP fear. You know, that kind of fear. Just stop it. Okay. Talk to me about the best stoppage you've ever seen in your life. Burrell versus Faber. Clear. (laughs) It couldn't have been clearer. Um, It was actually to me. So, okay. You're probably alluding to some of my tweets that were like, Faber clearly wasn't defending himself. I would like to say I was very tired at the end of this. And I feel like I can relate to what Herb Dean did, which was make a slight mistake based on the situation, 
maybe not analyzing all of the facts. One of the big facts is that he asked you right a favor, and that was the best post-interview ever. Did you at least see the big faux pas that Joe Rogan made? No, tell me about it, though. Oh, I'll send you the clip, and I'm about to talk about it. But the fight ended very controversially. Herb Dean said Uriah Faber, you know, he gave him the warning. I don't know how else you say that. He gave him the defend yourself. It looked like Uriah had gotten knocked out, maybe woken up, um, and then maybe TKO'd again. But he's on the ground, Burrows just hitting the side of his head. You see Faber give a thumbs up, and Herb Dean stops the fight. Is that accurate? Yes. From just an explanation perspective, when it happens, everyone's kind of understandable. In real time, it looked like Faber was done. He wasn't defending himself, and I stand by that. He was not defending himself. He wasn't getting hit in the face, but he also wasn't defending himself. Get to the Um, point where you defend yourself now. Oh, it was just fast. I apologize. I think I was wrong. When I saw that he gave him the thumbs up, and the end... Uriah Faber said this, and it changed my mind. He said, what was I supposed to do, stand up and say I'm okay? I had Henan Brow hitting me in the face. I gave a thumbs up. That's all I could do. He also was super classy about it and said, you know, Herb Dean obviously had my best interest at heart, but he was wrong. Um, So really great. But then uh, Uriah kind of plugs another guy from Alpha Male as maybe the next Mm -hmm. person that should get a shot at Brow because obviously it might not be him. And Joe Rogan goes, oh, what about Mendez? And Faber's like, oh, yeah, well, wait, that's a different weight class. That's a weight class up. And Joe Rogan goes, oh, yeah, I'm retarded. Um, Just right into the mic. Or I'm sorry, I'm a retard. That was it. Oh, I'm a retard. It was I'm retarded or I'm a retard. But he couldn't have said retard more directly into national television. Wow. Wow. Than he did. So, and it was just one of those, like, Joe, that's you being a comedian, but that's not maybe the best word to use. And it's a fight crowd, but he did apologize. I don't think he had to. Um, I just thought it was funny. (laughs) Favor was correcting Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, I'm retarded. It's just, it was a really funny exchange, especially to see Favor. That's how out of it he was. Yeah, it's like Favor's like, oh, yeah, I clearly am the one that should have gotten removed from this fight. I'm doing Joe Rogan's job. I'll say um, this. I saw th- that was one of those great things that somebody put it up and I got to see the clip of the knockout, quote unquote. The hardest part for me was when you have someone who's giving the thumbs up and I didn't know if Herb didn't see it. But like you said, Uriah was super classy in the post presser. He at least acknowledged it and was just kind of like, no, I mean, it was a bad call, but, you know. Not too bad. I, I, you you just do what you can in, in the cage. It's just what happens. You know, sometimes that sort of thing happens. Dana White comes out and is like, you know, fucking Herb Dean. You've heard me say this, everybody. Like, one of the best fucking refs in all of MMA. He made a fucking huge mistake tonight. So Dana went off for about 10 minutes on this. I cannot believe Dana would so quickly back out. I know. I know. But uh, I'm yeah. I'm ready. You're ready to know the results. Whenever you'd like to, Rafa Sparza. Uh, but hey, Kevin, I actually have a surprise for you. These are never – stop calling them surprises. Well, I mean, okay. I guess they are surprising, but surprise they has are. a positive connotation, and it's never positive. This is great. This is the most positive kind of surprise that we do on this podcast. That's right. 
I have John Evans, May, aka <laughs> Kevin's dog in the background, yeah, who's asking. John Evans is back. Outside. How are you doing, John? I am doing fantastic. How are you, gents, doing? Hi, John. <laughs> I now, am really excited to hear about uh, who's the victor in this little <laughs> bet that we had. It's true, and for those who aren't in the know. Uh, <laughs> John and Kevin played a game of Over Under Kevin, which is our betting odds game that we test Kevin's non-knowledge of fighting against people who probably know more things than him, including people like John Evans. And they went to battle on our last podcast trying to figure out who would get the most correct predictions for UFC 169. And there was a bet. It was Kevin, what was the bet? The bet was, and I still don't exactly understand how to quantify it, like how to produce it, but the bet was that the loser had to change their Facebook profile to them dressed like Uriah Faber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the bet for a week, for seven, yeah. I, I'm i going seven days. Uh, a week or seven days? What well, I just, a week, a week, yeah, is what it was. Whichever one comes first. Yeah. You can oh, not fantastic. sneak anything past Kevin Phillips, John Evans. <laughs> your trickery of what a week constitutes. No, I'm on it. Well, you know, there's a work week argument, but. <laughs> sure. You could go work week. Oh, wow. Yeah. You'd just be a giant bliss. Uh, uh, gentlemen, I, I, it is happening. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. Before I reveal to you the results, because A, Kevin doesn't know how to keep score well enough, so he doesn't actually know who won. I just haven't listened to it yet. And yeah, I'd have to go Sean, back again. If I'm recalling, did you actually watch the fights? I did. I did watch the fights. You did not. I no, I did. Oh, you did. I did watch the fight. Yeah. Okay, so do you have a general idea of how you did? No, I actually <laughs> totally forgot <laughs> who I bet on. <laughs> So this will be just as surprising to me. <laughs> this is amazing. You can't ask for two people to completely forget how much the stakes are online. But, gentlemen, I can reveal to you the winner of this before we do any final words to each other. I've never won, and it would be the sweetest piece of victory to cut out the jo- a piece of the John Evans perfection pie I wouldn't even eat it. I just cover it with ice cream and throw it off my second floor balcony. That's how I would celebrate. Wow. John, any any response to that? Uh man. That's uh no, not really. I don't know what you think that. John, before I reveal Mine had a lot of levels. He was just trying to figure out if mine was an insult or a compliment yeah, and he's not there man. yet. John, before I reveal the result to you though. Um, uh-huh. Are you are you nervous? Do you, do you feel confident that you beat him? Um, in life, yes. In this game, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll see. No need to take it further than just the game, John. <laughs> Message received. John apparently is the person who doesn't leave it all on the mat. He comes after you. <laughs> He's it's like, well, from a looks and talent perspective, Raph, I've already won. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I save a lot on the mat. So the so gloves are off. <laughs> well, gents, you I don't know. keep you in suspense any longer. Uh, I feel I've already made you wait. Are you, you going to present one of us with a rose? 
Ah, uh, if one of you's lucky. If only we were live <laughs> in a studio together, then we'd nail that. I am oh, going to throw no. to our sponsors, Coca-Cola, and we're going to go to a commercial <laughs> and come back in another 10 minutes. Uh, and when we come back, Volkswagen will have taken us to an <laughs> Amazon spot that's just reserved for you and me. Let's. All right. I will read you the results. Mm-hmm. The results with six correct picks. Kevin Phillips. <gasps> Victory is sweet. Except Wait. with mm-hmm. six yeah. correct picks. Also, John Evans. Oh, no. (laughs) This is worse than losing. Here's what happened. (laughs) You went down to tiebreakers. Do you know what happened on tiebreakers? No. What what counts as a tiebreaker? With the submission knockout and fight of the night. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Any wager to figure out who ended up taking it there. Uh, I I know even less about what I said for those than I do about the. I have a rough idea of the fighters I picked. Okay. I have no clue about how I finished on those. Let me present on this. Kevin went with guessing real fights that he thought would be in the oh, realm of. Oh, that's right. That's right. John Evans just accidentally read John the fight Evans pass fights. Just the first three fights on the fight pass. In order, yeah, um, yes. But uh, gentlemen, <laughs> I will tell you that the tiebreaker was ineffective. So the both of you tied, which means I didn't get one of them right. Hold on, hold on. He just picked three fights. For every, my picks were every bit as accurate as your so to your bets both of you now have to put up on your facebooks a picture of you as you arrive favor for i'm sorry kevin what's a week constitute i feel like hold on i'm not a thousand percent sure that's how it works it is exactly how it works maybe we just both have to do it for like three days like three and a half days it's a week. Wow. You talk to us very well, important week. about a week. <laughs> he's, he's throwing that out there because we're splitting the week in his yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good job, we, Matthew Matherton. Thank you. We, we could tell that Kevin worked very hard on that to, to grasp for any kind of logic here. But, gentlemen, uh, I would let you know this was maybe the most ridiculous version of this game that we did in that none of you got remotely anything close to right on any of the blanks of the night and mostly because there were only a couple actual like knockouts quote unquote um so gentlemen i look forward to seeing your interpretation of uriah favor on both of Mm. your facebook accounts this week yeah i Mm. okay let's come up with a day and a strategy I say you have to do a 50-50. Both John and I are tech-savvy enough to do this. Um, Show the picture (laughs) that you're deriving your interpretation from next Mm -hmm. to the photo. Right? Do Mm -hmm. a 50-50. What's today? So by, uh, what do you think, like Thursday at noon? Thursday. Yeah, maybe Thursday at noon. Thursday (laughs) Thursday at noon. Since we didn't have a tiebreaker... I believe 
this gentleman will be the tiebreaker for the permanent record of who actually won this installment <laughs> of Over Under Kevin. Whoever does it better? Yep, whoever gets okay. the most whoever likes. <laughs> the most likes. <laughs> the most likes. Or <laughs> comments. I'll, co- I'll count comments as well. Okay. And they can't Are we going to tally up both? Yes, I will be tallying up both. Okay, all right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. If only there were like a racial slur photo where he has that painted across his <laughs> chest. I could get up to like a thousand comments in a second. <laughs> you could just make it your own. <laughs> Do that now, yourself. I'll just put very... C-word across my chest and let people... I would like to point out how not proud of you I am to both. <laughs> First on of this all, game. hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We well, six out of twelve ain't great. <laughs> that means you might as well have just flipped a coin. You could yeah, have flipped this, a coin. If this we were baseball, this be we'd be kicking ass. You, <laughs> okay, consistently. If uh, only we were. Hitters. I mean, Kevin. Again, the real kick to the dick was. You guys getting nothing right. And the worst part is, when we got to the submission knockout and fight of the night, I said, please let John Evans have won just based on picking (laughs) the random fights that are beginning fights. (laughs) If one of them had just had a sick submission, which is totally possible. I I was actually half expecting to win on one of those based on... (laughs) On the fights that happened, they were not so great. Yes, John. Very quickly, do, did you have any like standout memories, impressions? Kevin and I just got done uh, speaking a little bit about UFC 169. So, what were your impressions, if you had any? I don't know how much money Hinnon paid uh, her Bean in that fight, but Ooh. man, that paid off. It, quite nicely for him so you think so uh, so you i wasn't clear originally as as we discussed but you think you're pretty good you're saying you don't think you would have stopped it at all oh no not at all not at all yeah he did give him a thumbs up and uriah was probably the best post-fight interview we've seen in four years yeah I mean, he's known for his durability. You know, he's just like one of those guys. He's kind of a tank. Like, we've seen him get knocked down a ton. I'm not saying that that's a great thing, but it's really hard to stop Uriah Faber. And knowing that and knowing that these are basically the two best guys in the division, you kind of have to make sure that you know it's a distinct stoppage. You you can't just jump in there for every hangnail, you know? this Yeah, this was our big complaint, which was this is a championship fight. And that's how this is going to end. Yeah, it's, I mean... I feel less I, robbed about this than I do the Hendrix GSP, but that's a whole different rant. I'm just... Uh... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, that was... It was just, to, to your point, it was a championship fight, and Uriah is known for being able to take quite a bit of punishment and just keep going... And uh, Hinnon was definitely winning, but you couldn't count him out of that yet. Unless you're Herb Dean, and then you count him out immediately. And (laughs) that's the way that goes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I, I think that's a, a great assessment. Um, John, on a more serious note, though, how do you feel being now evaluated at the same level as Kevin? He brought you down a level. Welcome, but, John. I mean, that's kind of his MO, though, you know? Oh, <laughs> you could say that about anyone that's Kevin here, so. I'm a gateway um, friend. Wait, what right. does it say oh. about me, John? You Fuck yeah. We're all in the circle now. That's right. <laughs> Kevin can't beat somebody. He just brings them down to his level and goes, yes. Stirring my little yeah. witch's brew I mean, of basically sadness. a victory. Yeah. <laughs> How does it feel to be as good as me, John? How does that feel? <laughs> oh, I'm happy to be as good as you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic down here. He's really he's grinding glass in his hands oh. for those that can't see him right now. He's just like, ah. Uh, our audience has no idea right now that John, in, in a couple minutes, is actually going to have to get off the line to go train jujitsu. And there's going to be a strange feeling tonight if John doesn't do well at jiu-jitsu. He's going to be like, Kevin, it's happening. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. That curse oh, totally. wasn't a drunken joke. It was serious. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, the, the curse of Kevin passed? I don't know. It, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, Kevin will haunt you. And that is 100% I say, fact. I will say this, John. You know, uh, Speaking of training... Today, John brought in the world's best assistant, certainly BJJ the world's coach. cutest. I th- well, Kev, come on, that's that's just, a little. <laughs> I try to be demeaning. This is cute. Sure, uh, John, do you care to to speak a little bit about this new secret weapon you brought into BJJ training? Um, I mean, just I had to bring in someone that was going to help mobility <laughs> and flexibility with my students. Um, you know, someone that could put their leg behind their head, uh, someone that's not afraid to just go full out and just run, you know, like great if they need balance. to. Great balance. And uh, so I, I did. I, I had to bring in the big guns or, well, the not so big guns. I, I have my new little coaching assistant is Coco, my new terrier. And uh, she's, you know. She's a, she's a little a little timid at first, but uh, she was out there. I think she showed showed you guys what's up about the jujitsu. I learned a and, lot about licking myself, which I didn't know I could learn more about. But I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, Kev. Uh, there's something that happens when John is, you know, Mister All American teaching you jujitsu and like has the super great attitude, which is great. But then you add in the adorableness of a puppy, and suddenly training with him is just like, oh, come on, too much. Because <laughs> there's just John, he's like, all right, guys, go ahead and drill that a few more times, and hold on, I'm going to play with this puppy now. Yay. <laughs> it's just like, no, it's too cute. Uh, I would like to send John off under complete protest that we both tied on the fights, and can I pitch my logic? Uh, um, I guess. I don't really have a reason to stop you, but sure. Tough 17 parlay hit. No. Magni, okay. Hester, and Iaquenta all hit. I called that shit. No cute dog can get you out of this, Evans. Um. Well, maybe. It's like the cutest. <laughs> it's got like a purple. He's got a purple. She, yeah, it's, she's got a purple harness. <laughs> she's really cute. 
right. Let's get you the hell out of here so you can go train. (laughs) Yeah. So, John, thank you again. Where can people find you and potentially this new wonderful photo of you as you arrive favor? Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, before you yeah, say it, John, I love your website, bjjbreakdown.com. I was on it just the other day. Uh, oh, I even checked you? out the YouTube channel, at bjjbreakdown. Found uh, yes. a lot of good commentary. Yes, uh, youtube.com slash bjjbreakdown uh, for the YouTube videos. And you can also find me on Facebook under bjjbreakdown as well. Or you can hit up my... Uh, my personal Facebook, if you'd like, you know, you can change numbers, <laughs> set the mood, uh, and just hit me up on at John Evans uh, on Facebook. I don't think I have the first Facebook with John Evans, so I might have to do some searching, but hell of a pitch, sure we have John. a mutual friend out there <laughs> somewhere. And then you can send me, send me, uh, send me some nudes. BJJBreakdown.com is the website. Check him out. Thank you so much for swinging by the podcast. Just to gloat, John Evans. <laughs> oh, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I look forward to seeing your best Uriah Faber, my friend. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> may, may the best Uriah win. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, John. Just a reminder, if you like us, head on over to iTunes, leave us a little review. Five stars, if I'm throwing suggestions. Uh, four and a half is an option also. No, five. Let's stick with five. Let's stick with five. Hard five. At Verbal Tapcast on Twitter. Like us on Facebook, find us on YouTube. And thank you so much for All right, Raph, this has been a lot of me. This podcast has been a lot of me, uh, especially with the fights and my impeccable un... How the fuck do I miss all three? Anyway, I didn't even get remotely lucky with my fight guesses. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? How's training going? Uh, You know, training's okay. What do you say? You say it like that. um, You know, you're using your BJJ mm-hmm. training journal in conjunction with getting out to training. How's it going? Like you're, you've been making it. What are you doing? It. Okay. I'm. Um, can I, am I using my honest voice right now? I hope. Okay. Uh, it's been hectic. The, the show's coming to an end. So I just, I haven't been able to get out there as much as I like to. Just say um, you, you've been slacking. Let's, let's say it. You've been slacking. Oh, ladies and gentlemen from BJJ training journal. Amici, how are you doing, our friend? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well, wait. but I can't say the same for Raph. So. Hold on, wait. <laughs> wait, okay, first of all, who patches Amici in just randomly into our fucking podcast? The BJJ um, gods. Uh, they knew. They knew that it was going to be time to call you on your bullshit. Oh so we have... I, mean, <laughs> I was literally just on the Rebel Tap podcast. Talk, you know, you're talking mm-hmm. about how you're going to be training consistently using the journal i mean and you're putting me in a tough position here because you guys were so cool with me and showed me all this love and support and now here i am having to get on you about actually getting your butt on the mat i will say okay okay hold on i have been on the mat i'll I'll start there okay um 
I okay, I've got nothing on this. I will tell you guys this. Is that the that's all I <laughs> that was, that I was really have been I on a mat. It's true. I just want to p- note that for the record and retreat back into my <laughs> BJJ less hole <laughs> that I, I have carried you know, into. The worst part is this. There's nothing that makes me more excited than to going on that website and then putting in that I actually train that J because it makes my average go up on your. I mean, I appreciate that, but you understand that you're actually negatively affecting my stats because instead of training, I'm on the podcast reminding you that you got to log that stuff. And you understand if you're messing with my jujitsu, you're messing with my emotions. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like now I'm stuck doing solo drive. Solo drills on a heavy bag in my living room so I can say that I train today. And this is where we took a break because Raf's apartment lost power. So Amici and I found out Raf's power went out, which I think is a really good chance for us to just talk about him behind his back (laughs) and then surprise him with this podcast. No, let's talk a little bit about the website. Um, My feedback is this. I absolutely... I'm loving. I don't do much of the login on the mat times, but we'll get Raf back on and talk about it in a second. Um, but I do like being able to cut, just seeing moves lined up. I, it's funny because I, I actually have had similar situations where, I don't know, man, just the more ways you ingest jujitsu, the better, right? So That's a good know, way to put it. That's actually a really good way to put it. I just figure so many people learn different ways and you know, I've, I've looked inside different books. I watch I have stuff on my phone. I'm watching it. Like any way I can – I mean, granted, I might be taking it to the extreme, but when it's fresh in your mind, the more you can use it in the, in the academy. I mean, you got to keep it fresh. That's why it's good to train with different training partners. I don't know. It helps you open up your games. And brief pause while Raf returns. Power back. Every Asian I see. Because, that's well, choice. that's perfect timing because Amici's just saying that we should be blaming the <laughs> delicious spice foods of the Orient, which is uh, a good time to get all three of us back on. Raph, you were saying you like the mat time. You like seeing how little you've trained this week. What uh, shut up. Say? Okay. <laughs> the thing is, I have been on the mats. The the problem is napping. There's a mat at the Tonight Show gym where he's been able to catch slumber. <laughs> no, no, I I get out to train, and I I will say I'm still above I think three times a week, so I'm very happy with that. I'd That's like good. it to be four, so I'm, I'm I'm really happy with that. The problem is this: I haven't had the time to do the follow up to the article that I just wrote, um, which is doing I've well by the to. way. Great it, job I, with that, by the way. It's awesome. Thank it you. is a really well written article. Yeah. Thank you. I can only take so many compliments. For an asshole. There you go. There we go. I'm back. (laughs) Um, But um, the hard part is, is like, you know, we've we've chatted about this and we like the the app so much and and what it does on the journal so that I've gotten home and I've I haven't really gotten to do the extensive notes and go into that section. And so while I've been on the mats, I haven't gotten a chance to do the second article and the third article because I think it's a cool series that we get to do that's just kind of my perspective on it and, and using the great technology that you have. So, yeah, I get excited when I get up, go to the you know gym, and then update it on there, and it says, like, you've been training for 3.65 times this month. And I'm like, yes! Yeah, man. I mean, it's what gets measured gets done. Like, I was doing this nerdy, nerdy year in review and looking at all these different spreadsheets and stuff I had going on last year, and I could see like, oh, wait a minute, I was really kicking ass in July. And it's like, oh, well, no wonder I was training like a madman. 
You know what I mean? It's like, you know, everyone knows if you train more, you get better, right? But then when you yeah. look at the metrics, you're like, oh, yeah, like, I need something to make me accountable. So, yeah, I, I like just, this. I do love the fact that you have a month that you remember back. You're like, man, nothing beats July 12. <laughs> I, I, I remember, man, as, as grinding, you know, because with, uh, with the job being all busy and working all the time, working all the time, it's rare that I actually get to go really consistency for extended periods of time. And yeah. when I do, my game just increases. So it's exciting. That is true. Now, uh, speaking of, of that, you know, Kevin's been using it as well. Kevin, what has been, you know, good for you? Yeah. And this is something we had sort of started to hint off, hint, of, hint about off air. Hint off air. I like to skip words. It's short. God damn it. I, I have I to explain it. Knocked out it's great word. Power and Kevin can't use any more English sentences anymore. Yeah. Um, nouns and verbs just sort of get confused so I skip one of them I was telling him I really like the idea of and he mentioned just consumption of jiu-jitsu I'm able to visualize my game and it actually spurred an idea and let me run this this little nugget by you guys as I was reviewing curriculum I was breaking it down into like the way you learn things so I'm spending two and a half months working just from my side control on the back, sort nice. of uh, figuring out half guard. And I'm listing all the moves I know, and I was just telling him it led me to a reverse baseball choke that Andrew does constantly, all the mm-hmm. time. And I just never attack it, and I finally just wrote it down when he, he was doing – he did it fucking again to me. Like, <laughs> my black belt instructor that just always – it's like, oh, his guard is open. This is fantastic. Oh, God. Why? Uh, so I started to drill it. And that's what's – that's the big standout to me is I can just see – I can see my game. Mm. I will say – um, maybe a few more pictures that just promote my specific talents would be super helpful. So if it could send me like morning inspirational messages, Amici, that would be awesome. So put what that I'm in the footnotes. What I'm going to do is we're going to go to uh, Know Your Meme. We're going to take the picture that you have of yourself on Skype, and we're going to send you inspirationals every day. I think that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Amici's going to send you the accessories. I'm going to send you the opposite of that every evening. <laughs> it's just like, Kevin, your ground game has more holes in it than a golf course. You know? Remember that time that gee covered your face and you thought about quitting? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's every second. That would be uh, the opposite of inspirational. Uh, so it's I'm enjoying it. I don't do the logging of the mat time. That's the one thing I have not participated in yet. Yeah, and I think that's you know we we touched on that before. I mean that's cool that that's why I put more than just one thing in there because not yeah. everyone's going to want to measure it. And I think it's cool. Like I mentioned before, it's it's cool seeing people use it in ways I hadn't even anticipated. You know, I guess it's just organic and I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey Amishi, while we have you on here, we believe this is your first day. Sans job? It is, yeah. So I resigned from uh, from my nine to five to focus one hundred percent exclusively on BJJ training journal. So talk about believing in what you're doing, right? Yeah. Scary as hell, exciting as hell. But you know, I've been doing all this stuff on nights and weekends, and now to actually be able to focus on this completely is yeah, it's really exciting. So now Living answer dream. me answer me this question because it's yeah. your first day on your work schedule. You're your own boss now. Yes. Uh, how much of your time today was spent on YouTube just 
finding out random nonsense just like listening to your favorite pop songs actually you uh, i spent one like 20 minutes on youtube Uh, outside of that nothing because woke up at seven got on a call with the programmers and just started fixing all these things trying to battle with apple to get the app approved (laughs) like all these i mean honestly it was grinding all day my first meal Mm -hmm. was just when i finished this tasty Tasty PF Changs that I've been. Yeah, don't put a yes. plug for them. They don't listen Are to this. They, they won't give you any free shit. Is that? I was about to. I was like, okay, that's the fifth time he's mentioned it. Maybe he has like a personal thing with PF Changs where they're like, hey, Amici eats for free, and here's why: he does a lot of podcasts and always gets you jonesing for some Mongolian barbecued chicken. It's definitely better, baby. I'm definitely going to go back and look at BJJTrainingJournal.com and see how many P.F. Chang's mentions there is in the website. Actually, if you spell BJJ Training Journal backwards, it says P.F. Chang's. That's okay. Now you're starting to use Kevin Logic, and that's just where I lose you. Uh, <laughs> right. Amici, I was with him, too, so he's right. I know. I Amici, let me ask you this. Um, you know, this is your first day without work, and that's so great of you to spend it with us. We, we do appreciate it. But weren't you trying to be productive today? I, I don't know that talking with us is productive. I, I, I apologize for that. Fair. You know, your, your army of fanatical <laughs> listeners. Yes. You know, anytime I can get, you know, that giant, it's like the giant Persian army in 300. Anytime I can get them behind me, I mean, <laughs> oh, no. why, why wouldn't I, you know? <laughs> with you guys i can't tell you this right now but i'm absolutely <laughs> positive kevin i know for sure his eyes lit up when you made a 300 reference i was just <laughs> thinking about if i had my xerxes costume within reach i was gonna grab it sorry i was i stopped paying attention there because i was like i could be dressed and in character in seven minutes and Next Halloween. There you go. <laughs> Next Halloween. <laughs> We're only nine months away. I actually am a genius. I throw costume parties midway through the year. Um, so it's uh, I try and that couldn't matter less. By the way, yeah, so Amici. Curious question: Have you yeah. guys ever worn your uh, jujitsu gi for a Halloween costume? I have not. Um, I've worn it for a stage costume. I will tell you this right now. I loaned my jiu-jitsu uh, belt for a comedy sketch. Wow. And it was maybe three months into training, and the dude lost it. Oh, that's and cool. And I had to go to <laughs> train the next day. And, you know, you can lose your belt and all that stuff. But I walked in, and I go, guys, I lost my belt to a comedy sketch. <laughs> <laughs> can anybody else relate? Right? (laughs) 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 The record just stops. BJJTrainingJournal.com is the website. There is an app coming. You know it's great because Amici is pretty cool. Um, He's a 6 to an 8 on a scale of 1 to 10. How dare you, Kevin? I'll take it. 6 to 8? I'm giving him range. I'm saying he doesn't always have to be on, but he has potential. He's a nine. He's a he's a shy nine, but it, it happens. I'll say this though, Amici. What advice do you have to me uh, right now? Considering you know time is limited, but I'm about to come into some free time. W- what is your your best training advice right now? Uh, well, as far as getting on the mat, I mean, I'm not trying to be super pluggy, but 
actually wrote something that says finding time to train because I think it comes down really to that priorities, right? Everyone says they don't have time, but everyone has time. It's the the most successful person and the least successful person have the same amount of minutes in their day. It just comes down to priorities, you know. And even though that the YouTube clip is fun to watch, you can watch an hour of cat videos every day. It's fun, but you feel a lot better after you've actually gone and trained. So, big thing is just decisions. Well, I dare you to find cat videos that are better. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but obviously, yes, I think it'll be it'll be nice to actually not just so much get back on the mats, but start uh, putting some of those narratives into practice. And I look forward. I think we've been talking about doing something. Yeah, we have some uh, some interesting things we're gonna flesh out. Definitely want to talk to you guys some Sweet. more off air. And uh, yeah, I think some really cool things we cool. can do. I think nice. it might be fun, you guys. Thank you. Check so much. out BJJTradingJournal.com. Thanks, Amici. Yes, sir. Thanks. It wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't now go nerd out on jiu-jitsu. Um, with an up-and-coming jiu-jitsu superstar, James Popolo. Raph, I'm really excited about this one. Thank you. I think great... that both of us are excited for this just because uh, – j- what's that? I'm giddy. Just... Well, calm down. We're going to talk to him, so be a normal human or you're going to scare him away. Gotcha. Normal All human. Right. On it. Verbal tap fans, this is a uh, this is a big one. Raf, my compliments. We have on the line Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu superstar. I think that's the right term. I don't know what else to call you, James Popolo. James, how are you doing this evening? Good guys, really good. Happy to be here for sure. We're stoked. Yes, I I was obviously googling you beforehand. I've been watching a lot of your fights over the last. He's done five. He was at ADCC. Um, just been winning like crazy and being a constant champ on the circuit. So uh, anyone that follows YouTube jiu-jitsu, as I call it, I uh, guess to see you pretty frequently. What's your year been like as you've transformed in sort of a uh, – I mean, you've really stepped up and become a superstar in the sport. What's that like? Yeah, I mean, I definitely still feel like I got a, a really long way to go uh, as far as a lot of my goals. Uh, in the gi, you know, but uh, definitely a nice end of the year. Uh, I just kind of made the transition to being a professional here uh, in the last six months and really dedicating my life to the art. And, uh, you know, I definitely can feel, uh, you know, everything kind of coming together and that inertia behind behind what I'm doing. But uh, I still feel like I'm figuring a lot of things out on the competition scene. But uh, No Gi Worlds is obviously, uh, <clears throat> obviously big, kind of winning my first No Gi World title doing uh meddling in the absolute and stuff so kind of my first first real breakthrough but uh yeah man things are good i have some of the best coaches in the world rafael lovato jr solo and shaji barrow you know guiding my training uh i'm out here in oregon and, and i just feel like everything everything's set so uh training like a madman to uh get to the top so you know it was kind of cool because when i talked to you we we, we touched on this uh back at five but some of our, our listeners may not know, you gave up teaching because you were teaching while competing. Uh, so yeah. you, you recently stopped teaching uh, math, yeah? Yep, I was teaching middle school math, uh, and I was doing that for four years prior to prior to uh, making this change. So yeah, I 
pretty much all has been either either in school, either working on my undergrad or my master's, or working as a teacher while I was tra- while I was training. Also, so definitely been. So do you do you find yourself missing teaching? Do you give like your students extra math problems at the BJJ school? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I really love the job. You know, it's definitely a profession that you you hear mixed reviews about. I I got to the point where I really started to enjoy it. The first couple of years were definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, my wife's a teacher, so you know, kind of getting into the lifestyle of it. But it was just too much to be training and, and doing that. And you know, anyone who teaches or knows a teacher, it's, it's something where it's it's more than it's more than a regular full time job. I mean, you're yeah. talking about a job and a half. And yeah, uh, I mean, just you're obviously too, too not getting paid for everything. Yeah, I always you know, wondered <laughs> if that's the case that you maybe are, you know. Especially with, you know, when you make that level step into that kind of competition that you're going into, I always wonder, do you just give, when you were teaching, uh, you know, the, your math classes, did you just give them proofs and algorithms and go like, yeah, look at this. I'm going to work <laughs> on YouTube I gotta, I gotta, and gotta, see a new sweep this on. week. <laughs> no, yeah, I was definitely uh, trying to, try to focus while I was there, but there are definitely days where. You know, I didn't have the most energy because I was training so much to try to go in there and be full blast. And, you know, really, you got to give a lot of yourself to the kids. And, and by the end, it was just like get to the summer and just really try, have to do a lot of relaxation. So I couldn't train in my fullest with all that going on. So it's definitely been a whole new ball game these last, these last six months. So feeling really good about the future for sure. I hope it's as amazing as I dream it is a life where it's just about jujitsu. That would be, that would be fantastic. I'm (laughs) curious, James, talk to me about your conditioning and training and how you, are you always in fight shape? I mean, it, it just seemed like running the span over the last six months because we, Raf got to see you out at the five grappling event where you were. Um, competing in their round robin that was spectacular. It's on YouTube if people haven't seen it. It's a great five grappling event. Um, how do you stay in shape and stay focused year round the way you're competing? And are you there right now? Do you take any breaks? What's your rotation like on the year? Yeah, I definitely I try to stay in competition shape all the time. I think that's you know I try to try to make that one of the biggest differentiators for me. Uh, just not having my coaches with me all the time. You know, I'm always trying to refine my technique, but I really, really try to push my conditioning as much as possible. And I have a really, really good strength and conditioning coach out here. Uh, so I work with him a couple times a week, a lot of um, a lot of different body weight exercises, kind of gymnastic stuff, uh, a lot of pull-ups, uh, you know, different conditioning things with him. Uh, actually, I just started doing Pilates, which uh, might sound a little bit girly, but – Anyone who's doing Not a little bit, James. Uh, it's a lot girly, but go ahead. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. We'll I'm, a real, I'm a real man, so I'm comfortable with it. But I'm <laughs> if you guys do, do jiu-jitsu, Pilates, like, it, it is definitely very, very synergistic with jiu-jitsu. So I'm doing that a couple times a week. I do yoga, lots of stretching, and then I, I really try to kill myself on the row machine a lot. I think if you're, if you're mm. doing anything for conditioning, you got to be on the row machine. Uh, and then just lots of hard rounds. You know, I, I don't spar, you know, I, I spar a lot with my students and I really try to push myself kind of more sprint mode. Um, but yeah, I, I try to stay in as good a shape as possible. And, and really, I think recently I'm, I'm finding that nutrition is, is one of the biggest things for me. Uh, everything goes right when I'm eating well. 
and uh and especially you know i've really retooled my diet here in the last few months uh and almost kind of right before nogi world and, and i really feel like that was one of the biggest things that kind of helped me towards the end of the year and uh i'm, I'm really really trying to be as strict as i can with my diet and i think that's another huge piece of your conditioning so yeah i, I i'm ready to go I, i'll I'm, I'm ready to fight anyone in the world right now um, you know, I, I, I love doing jiu-jitsu and yeah, I, I'm definitely in shape, ready to go. So very cool. I've, I'm starting to feel just a little fat listening to it as he's talking about his rotation. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and the best part about that whole conversation is just in my brain, I dare a person to go up to you and say Pilates is girly. Yeah. To your face, especially. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah like especially yeah. you know going up to you and being like, man, clearly Pilates doesn't work for for James here. Let's, let's step back for a second, guys. <laughs> What's been the yeah, coolest? I mean, you know, through your strength and through your flexibility. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Very cool. What's been the coolest location you've traveled to competing? That's been one of the best things about, uh, you know, this, this recent change and being able to travel. And I've really, really found a passion for it. I love, I love seeing the world. Uh, and I, I, we went to China for ADCC. Um, you know, it was definitely, it was a cool cultural experience, um, you know, and just really like kind of analyzing what you see on the news and stuff. And then, and, and yeah, you, what, you know, the things that you hear in the, in the media and, and people's perception of China and then going over there. Um, I don't know if it was like the most beautiful place for sure. It's pretty polluted, but um, this last trip to Europeans was really, really sick. My first time, my first uh, real trip over there, Portugal was was really nice. Um, so yeah, I definitely am, am, am enjoying traveling. I hope I'm really hoping to uh, make it to like Hawaii uh, sometime this summer. Hopefully, maybe do some seminars. Uh, and I'm really, really looking forward to going to Brazil. I'm trying to make Brasileiro happen this year. So that's kind of my next nice. my next major thing is I want to get Brasileiro. I want to go to Brazil. Badass. I hear your team has had good success there for some reason. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rafael uh, winning the uh, you know first first person winning the uh, non-Brazilian winning the major absolute title. So um, I definitely love to love to go following his footsteps. So. Most definitely. You know, tell us about, you know, your experience in working with Rafael. We, we've had him on the podcast. He basically gave us one of our best interviews that we've ever had. But, you know, we got such a great sense of what his style and his work ethic must be. But as being someone who has studied under him, can you describe a little bit of what that experience is like? Training with him, yeah. Because uh, I didn't come up under him necessarily. I was, uh, I was, I just got my brown belt when I switched over. To, to Lovato and um, you know I I, I had done uh, a seminar with him and my friends uh, who own the academy are under him and we kind of met and, and went from there but uh, it was definitely a rude awakening when I first started training with him um, just his level of technique you know and, and he's definitely I, I I tell people this a lot I think he's the hardest working person in BJJ as far as his his work ethic on the mats and his conditioning. Uh, but also his business game and, and really the, the care that he has for his students and stuff. I mean, the guy just never never stops working. I mean, that guy's up at 7 a.m. When, when you're out in Oklahoma and you follow him, 7 a.m., working on some business stuff, answering emails, then off to conditioning. You know, we're back. We're, uh, you know, he's doing more business stuff. We're talking about things. Back to training and teaching at night. 
uh, and then, you know, eat dinner and go to sleep and do it again. So he's, he's definitely a grinder, and I've definitely taken a lot from that. Uh, and, you know, I definitely obviously believe that hard work will equal success. And, uh, you know, I, I think that he's helped me a lot with, with my mental game and also my technique, um, you know, technically. And yeah, I'm just not even close to where I was, uh, you know, three years ago when I first started going uh, under him. So, yeah, he's really been a huge asset. That's got to be. And tell me, what's the big difference you notice? Because you, you teach a lot. Uh, jiu-jitsu i mean what's the big difference you see in your game when you start competing against people like lavato i'm sorry training with them um because i always see that you hear a lot of black belts especially good competitors talk about how important it is to have that that extra gear that brings out in competition with who you're sparring with what's your Mm -hmm. insight on that what makes it so so much better and what do you notice is the the difference I mean, you just have to be so much more precise. Um, you know, any any sort of mistake you pay for, you know, and after I, I'll, I'll be out there and, and spend, you know, I'll try to do week-long trips or, like, for ADCC, I was out there for almost two weeks training and preparing and, and just the sharpness. And, and you can really, like, I'll get back home and I'll, I'll know that I, I'll get away with things. There'll be certain situations like, oh, I would have mm-hmm. got my guard passed if, if, that was, if that was Raphael or if that was Shanji. Um and so, you know, definitely the the, the speed is there and, and making sure your grips are good. That was one of the biggest things of switching over uh, to Hibero Jiu-Jitsu was, is really understanding gripping and how important having the right grip is and not letting people inside your box and uh, really keeping, you know, keeping your, your, your head clear and all that. Uh, and then the other thing is it's, it's a lot more energy, you know, when you're working with someone who has that level of, technique and conditioning uh, you know every round is a really tough round and and so there's never really kind of like that downtime like ADCC camp we were really training a lot the last day I think we did we ended up it was a competition day we did something like we did six six or yeah four 10 minute rounds two 15 minute rounds and we finished with a 20 minute round so I had I had rolled with him Jesus. for like almost an hour that day, you know, and it was just like you know, I was about to say I was like I don't even think I do that in a month. I that's yeah, a lot of bad yeah, time. Was, Jesus. Yeah, you know. So when we're training, we definitely train hard, you know. And and, and Rafael is awesome to have him because he's he, he's kind of the mastermind, and it's nice for me because usually when I'm out here in Oregon, I have to plan all my own training and and have to kind of push myself. So when I'm with him it's easy because I just jump into training and, and I get to just kind yeah. of be a student and just, and just, all right, do this. Okay. I'll do this. And, and I know it's going to make me better. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's a step up in intensity for sure. Very cool. So it's just, uh, you know, it probably, I'm a blue belt, so it's probably somewhere a little bit more just what I notice when rolling with anyone purple belt. Or <laughs> oh, that's why that grip was not working. That makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. cool to hear that, you yeah. know, even at your level, you still kind of see that in the difference with your training partners. That's very cool. Definitely. Definitely. James, I, I really want to hear about the process that is the ADCC. Kevin and I will never touch this, so we're not even going to pretend as if we'll be at that level of it. So just describe what that process is like to someone who are civilians like us, because it looks like a, a super intense process to get involved in it. And then B there's the actual act of competing. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, uh, you know, it's taken, it's, 
taken a, a while as far as getting my kind of mind wrapped around being on that level. The first time I, I w- I've been twice, the first time was in 2011. I was still a brown belt uh, when I won the West Coast trials, and uh, I went out to England, and I, I think I was just totally overwhelmed by the situation. You know, I had trained with Rockville and, and Shanji before, but um, because of work, I was one of the last people to arrive. Uh, and, and when I got there, the, the first experience I had, I walked into the, uh, into the hotel and Hickson walked right in front of me. And then, uh, you know, I look over and everyone's eating breakfast. You know, you got Hodger sitting with Braulio and, and Jacques <laughs> there and Shanji and Raphael. And I mean, these are all guys that, you know, at that point I'd only been training for about six years. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all these guys on YouTube and I'm just like, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't fit into this. You know, I wasn't mentally prepared to, to do well. I don't think, uh, just that it was a little bit of shock. It was more of a fan experience, almost like, wow, this is, this is what the ADCC is like, because I had no, you know, my first goal in jiu-jitsu, I tell my students this, the first goal I had was to have a blue belt in four years. I remember, um, because I started, when I started, um, you know, I would just get thrashed so bad by some of these blue belts that I was like, man, it's going to take so long to get to that level that, you know, I hope in four years if I have a blue belt, I'm going to be really happy, you know, <laughs> so to be at ADCC and ever, let alone in six years, I was, you know, it was kind of, it was, it was a little bit surreal, um, you know, and then obviously these last two years since the first one, being able to train a lot more with Rafael, I get my black belt and, and more time with Shanji and, and, and really upping my game. I felt really prepared. I had a camp, you know, for the first time before I went. And, um, you know, I felt really prepared. The match, you know, I, I really do need to train a lot more heel hooks. It's not something that we're really known for uh, in Hibero Association. So, and I think that's the biggest thing about ACC is, man, heel hooks are so, so important. I mean, if you watch those matches, everyone's getting heel hooks. And uh, it's something that, I, you know, I was not really very comfortable with and I'm really working a lot on. And, and so, you know, I felt like, man, I was really controlling the match, but got caught in a heel hook. So, you know, I'm really looking at 2015 as, you know, um, really a time for me to, to go for that goal. So definitely uh, really, really excited to get back. And Absolutely. And Brazil, which is going to be sick. So. Oh, yeah. that's – I was just about to ask you – if you've got to pick one, England or China? <laughs> Brazil. Okay, yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> that's, that's the best well, answer. I mean, did, can I ask this uh, while we're still on ADCC? Um, did you ever consider, you know, people train at different altitudes uh, to get adjusted to their, their climates. Did you not put enough smog into your system before going to China? <laughs> was that was that maybe an error in judgment? Because, I don't know. I re- I remember actually hearing stuff about that before the Olympics that they had some runners asking if they were if they should try to run behind cars and get ready for that sort of stuff. But, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean it was definitely um, the day before. Basically, we got I got there on a Wednesday, you know, and and it was it was kind of uh, you know you hear the stories, but then to be there and to see the the actual see the smog, I was like, wow, this is really kind of insane, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can't see the you can you can kind of make the sun out out of the smog, and it got worse each day. Uh, until Friday, uh, Rafael and I kind of took a trip and we were going to, we went to Tiananmen Square and, uh, Forbidden City and stuff. And we actually thought it was a lot closer to the hotel than it actually was. So we walked and, and we were walking and 
at one point, I mean, it was almost like you were tasting the smog. It was so thick. It was nuts. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm stronger from the experience though with all the, <laughs> all the there you go. Yeah. Stick with I mean, that. I'll, That's not bad. I'll tell you this. Like I live in Los Angeles, not a place known for its cleanest of all air, but not even close. <laughs> no, but when I look at Beijing was like Los Angeles is a dream compared to Beijing. And that's what I was about to say. I mean, every picture I see of Beijing, it looks like the kind of climate that Captain Planet would just get there and go, fuck this and leave. <laughs> yeah, it was not it was not everyone out there, if you if you don't believe it, it's it's true. It's it's a it's a filthy place for sure. Let me transition us to five grappling. I'm curious not only just about your views on the the change in format that five grappling presents, it's a round robin that's invitation. So they got some good black belts together for people that don't know. Uh, and they all fought each other. Talk to us about your experience with five grappling. What do you think about it? I really like it. You know, I, I think that they spent a lot of time thinking about the rules, you know, and I really like how they, they tried to make a forum and they got some of the top guys, some of the top black belts and, and people within the sport to, to talk about it and, and really ask the question of, you know, what is going to give the best product to the consumer? And I really feel like those are the guy. Those are guys, Dan and uh, Ricardo, and and the guys behind Five are really trying to push the sport forward and take it mainstream. And and they're really doing it for the right reasons. And so I I, I really like the rules, um, you know. And I think the fans really like the experience. You know, I've I've, I've heard a lot of people um, had really really positive positive you know positive things, lots of positive reviews from from the tournament because I think there was a lot of action. And I think that's the biggest thing that disappoints me about a lot of the IBJJF matches is that, uh, you know, you watch them, and even as a black belt, sometimes it's kind of painful to watch because, I mean, I love jiu-jitsu. I love to watch jiu-jitsu. But, you know, some of the matches, they just get so boring, and you see, you see people win on kind of just weird loophole technicalities kind of, and you, it just doesn't sit right. And I think the fans are really thirsty to see people go out there and put it on the line and, and try to sub each other and, and see uh, some some really what jiu-jitsu can be. And, and I think five is definitely on the way. And, you know, as far as the professionalism, you know, the professionalism was very, very uh, clear to see the the matches were run on time. The maps looked great. They had, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of details, like the scoreboards were all four sides. You can see the scoring. And, you know, I think that they're really on the right path. So I'm excited to see where that goes because I really think they can be the, the guys that really take it to the next level. So we'll see, but I'm definitely behind them for sure. What Very was the cool. kind of feedback that you ended up getting about five? Because you were involved in some really awesome matches. I mean, if you, you do a Google search, and I don't know if you do this on yourself, but we in doing research will, uh, certain terms like beast match, uh got described with uh the types of caliber of matches that you were involved with so what was the feedback that you got yeah i think i think i uh you know i could tell that i gained some fans from from that uh you know i don't think a whole lot of i I think a lot of people within jiu-jitsu have kind of seen me come up at the lower belts and some of the successes that i've had but uh you know that was definitely a, a big uh, event because it was so publicized and, and so I think a lot of people 
you know, definitely were behind me. And, and uh, you know, I, I really, you know, the reason I do jiu-jitsu is because I love jiu-jitsu. And, and truthfully, I, I really love to go for the submission. And I want to see if my jiu-jitsu is the best. And I always, you know, I train as hard as I can to try to do the best I can. And I really, really have the goal of, of trying to be the best I can possibly be and try to take it to the top of the sport. And I think people can identify with that, you know, and I think that at five, I don't think a whole lot, like I said, I don't think a whole lot of people knew who I was, but, you know, I lost, I lost matches. Um, but I fought my fight and, you know, I got caught against Gary, which was unfortunate. And, you know, against Jackson, um, you know, the match got, got behind early and, and, uh, you know, it never really came back. Uh, but, you know, obviously the match with Keenan, I think, you know, good exchanges, exciting match that people want to see. So, yeah. You know, I, I, if anything, I think, you know, I want people to, you know, if they think about me, they want to, they're like, man, that's a guy I want to see. I want to see what he's going to do. I want to see him um, out on the mat. I don't want, you know, I don't want people to think like, oh, yeah, James Popple, he goes out there and he's going to try to hold someone and, and not really do anything and try to get a ref decision or, you know, try to win on some weird stuff that, you know, there's guys out there doing trying to hold someone fifty fifty or something. It's like I want to go out there and put it on the line and that's just that's just how it is, you know. So I got news for you. Mission accomplished, my man. I mean you you had a match that I, I still think and I told you this on that day, but I think the internet very much confirmed it. It was, you know, the the match between you and Keenan was so high caliber that people responded so well to it because they do see that sort of thing. So congrats, my man. Thank you. I appreciate it for sure. And I'm, I'm excited to, uh, you know, this is just a taste, you know, I'm, I'm just, I really feel like I'm just getting started in the sport, which is kind of weird to say. Um, but like I said, just being 100% focused on it. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a whole new ball game. You know, I'm super healthy and I, I plan on doing this for the next 10, 15 years. No doubt. You know, I, I, I want to be, I want to be a fixture on the scene. So, you already have the, uh, quite a profile in BJJ Heroes, and uh, yeah. I do feel, <laughs> I do feel like you're you're going to continue to get there. What are some highlights for 2014? What are some big goals? Big goals for 2014. Um, really, really, uh, I, I need to win my first major in the gi. That's that's definitely really high on my list. Um, you know, and I really, really want to make my first podium in the gi at a major tournament as well. So those are kind of the big goals. Obviously, putting it, you know, the goal is to be ready to put it all on the line uh, in June at the World Championships and try to go for those goals. So that's uh, that's really where I'm focused. I'm 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 really thinking, trying to channel everything to be at my absolute peak uh, of my life uh, in June and ready to ready to really uh, shock some people for sure. So that's the plan. Very cool. We're stoked to see it. Best after party at any of the events. What of the jiu-jitsu tournaments? These are the important questions. Yeah, James. and and truthfully, I you know I'm probably like the worst person to ask because I haven't really attended too many of them just because of of work. You know, I'm really like a lot of the tournaments that I've gone to. I've literally like flown in Friday night after work and then flown home Sunday <laughs> night after the tournament. So. Uh, you know, I'm definitely, uh, I'm not, I, I don't get too crazy. You know, I'm married and, and, uh, you know, I'm pretty, um, you know, I'm pretty low key, but, uh, 
Sorry, James, you make us nervous. Anytime we hear <laughs> someone say they're low key, that's normally when you're the craziest. You're the one that's throwing yeah. keystone lights at people in training. Yeah, exactly. That's usually yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. James, like, you nailed England, it. England That's how I do this. <laughs> the, the after party at ADCC was crazy for sure. Oh, uh, yeah, you guys yeah. are all sort of trapped too, I assume. Yeah, yeah. China, there wasn't – there was no one was really partying in China, but in, in England people definitely uh, were, were getting down for sure. They were having a good time. So that's probably the craziest one I've seen. I wasn't getting too crazy. Uh, like I said, I was still kind of a brown belt. I wasn't, you know, ready to just go out there and be like, hey, who's this guy going crazy, um, being sloppy. So um, 2015, though, that, you know, I should, in Brazil, that'll be that'll be a good one, right? So hopefully a victory party with, uh, you know, like with Sean Jean Raphael and all the guys. So that sounds badass. Sorry, you keep he keeps naming just pioneers in jujitsu. By the way, people we've been steering for. Um, forever in the sport. As you're transitioning as a teacher, are you starting to have students that are competing as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just had a – there was kind of a local tournament this weekend, and my team did really, really well. I was really, really proud of my guys. And I, I'm, I'm just starting to get more guys. I have some uh, some guys headed down to the San Francisco Open this, this next weekend. And uh, guys that we're going to be uh, hopefully heading to Pan Ams and Worlds. And so, you know, I'm really trying to definitely invest a lot in them. And, and hopefully, you know, I, I definitely take a lot of pride in the fact that, um, you know, Jiu-Jitsu is a very intellectual endeavor. And so I feel like having your students be really successful is, is a reflection of, of the intellectual, you know, property that you and, and potential that you have. Uh, you know, as a coach, and you know, I think Raphael feels that way a lot. I definitely get that energy. You know, when I'm when I'm competing, I want to show people, hey, you know, my coaches are are world class, and so Absolutely. you know, I definitely feel that as a coach. Now that I'm kind of getting my team going more as as far as traveling to some of these bigger tournaments, like yeah, I want to see my guys not only smash locally, I want to I want to see these guys, you know, smashing people on a, on the on the big scene. So any yeah, I got big new. It. Sorry, that's that's about exactly what we expect. You hear that from Raphael all the time too, so it makes perfect sense. You could already hear you sort of getting excited about the, the students. Any big new moves you're going to try and introduce? Do we get to see any new games? I think this is uh, jujitsu. This has been lacking, so this is a chance for you to become like that guy. In 2014. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's really something where uh, you know I have some things that that I'll be doing and really I don't like to, to let the cat out of the bag. So you guys are just going to have to watch, you know, tell everyone to just keep an eye on, on whatever mat I'm on. <laughs> that won't be hard. Um, based off of what we've seen, people are definitely looking forward to uh, seeing you compete more. And yeah, five grappling was just a huge statement as to the type of octane of matches and getting to see you at like the world jujitsu expo. There was uh, a lot of good chances. So that was fun to watch live. Nice. You have some pretty great sponsors as well. Tell us about that. Your geese are always badass. You're over with Origins? Yes, I'm um, with Origins. Yeah, definitely American-made geese. Uh, you know, I, they're they're innovative as far as, uh, you know, how they're cutting the geese. They just got uh, – they just moved their, their, their operation fully to America. Even the weave, they're weaving their own fabric uh, with American-made cotton in America by Americans, so it's kind of a cool thing. 
um, you know, being their, their guy and kind of, you know, representing an American company within Jiu-Jitsu. And I, I really think that their quality is, is second to none. Uh, so, yeah, they, they've been awesome. I'm really, really happy to be part of the team. Um, and then I'm also um, with uh, Q5. They're, they're uh, hooking up the supplements. They have really, really good stuff, um, good whey protein. And, yeah, they got – yeah, check them out. They have all sorts of supplements. Uh, Bill over there is running some, some really, really good products out. So uh, definitely check them out. Uh, other than that, I mean, if there's other people out there looking to sponsor me, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm definitely uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll put out some feels to some of our uh, like brands. So you might be getting calls from Nas Energy Drink anytime soon here. Nice. There you go. Yeah, try to pull some strings. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll use the full extent of the verbal podcast uh, plethora. But you know, there one you thing uh, we do want to hear. You know, uh, for some people who don't know, tell us a little bit about your school as well, so that people, if they're in the Oregon area, yeah, I'm out here in Oregon. Uh, I'm, I'm running Salem Kaiser Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy here in Salem. Uh, so. Yeah, my, my academy's grown big time. Uh, my wife's helping me out a bunch on the front end. And, and you know, it's just a really, you know, laid-back environment. Really, you know, it's it's a school that we just focus on, on jiu-jitsu and, and, you know, self-defense, kids. Uh, if you're looking to get into competition, you know, if you're ever in Oregon, I don't know why you would be, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool place to come chill. Yeah, and uh, yeah, definitely stop by the academy. My website's uh, www.skdjj.com, um, and then we have Facebook. You know, like the academy and stuff. So yeah, I'm just doing that and just living the dream, man. Teaching people, teaching people the best uh, martial art on earth, and traveling and and competing and getting better myself. There's there's really uh, you know it's it's a dream. Kev, I'll tell you this. This is how you know you're talking to a smart man. The first thank you on there was a shout out to his wife. I know. <laughs> so that's how you know this is a smart man we are speaking to. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a strategy thing. Mm-hmm. It's a strategy <laughs> thing. Ladies and gentlemen, James Pablo, we cannot thank you enough for stopping by the podcast and letting us uh jujitsu nerd out and ask you a lot of the questions uh, from one of the one of the real up and coming stars in the sport. So thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, my pleasure. I always, always love to nerd out on jiu-jitsu myself. So, um, you know, definitely appreciate, appreciate the, the time and yeah, hope to, hopefully, uh, we can hook back up later on and, and talk about some big wins in 2014 for sure. We will be the first people knocking on your door when you awesome. have any matches coming up, my man, cause we're, we're big Perfect. proponents of the, the game you bring. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate it. Verbal Tap listeners, one more thanks, James Popolo. Cast. Rafa Sparza, what a podcast indeed, but all great things must eventually... Oh, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? I haven't eaten my fortune cookie yet. Are you... 
fucking kidding. How many times is Chinese food gonna enter into this podcast and interrupt? <laughs> I can I can Oof. physically hear it. Okay, what's your fortune? Share it with us, please. No, you don't. You have to eat the cookie first. I actually subscribe to that same logic, so I can't fault you for doing that. I also do that. You know, not everybody does that. A lot of people brazenly throw the cookie aside. But they're wrong. They are wrong. Why don't you start shout-outs, and I'll tell you the cookie after. BJJ at MMA Academy out there in Chantilly, VA, giving you a week free. What? Just to come try it out. Yeah, Andrew's just saying, hey, come try the gym. That's how confident he is. We just got four new people this week. Always great. Love it when new people step by. BJJ and MMA Academy out in Chantilly, Virginia. Email Andrew. You can find him everywhere. Speaking of Andrew, BJJFinder.com, the world's premier jiu-jitsu school locator, big friend and supporter of the podcast. We cannot thank them enough for all they do. And check out No Concept Jiu-Jitsu out in Maryland under Black Belt John Marsh um, and reveal what we call the shoulder of justice. Also, Kansas City BJJ, It's a there is a blizzard right now in Kansas. Mm. There's a foot of snow falling and there were like 15 people in a picture Jason Birch posted. It was like five. But they're there training tonight. I also saw out in Manhattan, Kansas, Joe Wilk had a crew. So it's just, they're crazy people. They're animals. Travis had the best note I saw go up, which was Snowmo Plata. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too, yeah. Of course, Conley's there in his S10 that was built in the <laughs> 90s um, by just... Oh, God, it's good stuff. So shout-outs to them and a lot of fun on Twitter. So shout-outs to all the people hanging out over at Twitter. It was a blast. Good job, you. Thank you. Um, Shout-outs. Well, do you have your fortune ready? I do. Are you ready to hear it? it? I'm going to read it. I haven't even looked at it. All right, let's do it. It says, soon someone will make you very proud. Ooh, that's such a super helpful and specific (laughs) fortune. Although you don't hand out very proud very much. No, never. So. No, so that's mm, that's a lot on you, fortune cookie. Uh, And apparently (laughs) my lucky numbers are 08, 15, 29, 31, 45, then a comma, 4. 0815 is also when my dog was born. So, oh, that's I adorable. Right? I just love that they threw one comma in those series of numbers. I do like that too. There's a random comma. <laughs> that's so great. Uh, my shout outs, uh, first and foremost, always to Valley Martial Arts Center. V. There we go. Um, good lord. Uh, see my face while I do it. I go into uh, it. A method. You go, you go in the zone. A method, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, first, uh, you know, we love training there. It's, it's such great stuff. Uh, John, always killing it with instruction. I will say I'm looking forward to having some time to go train there a little bit more. So very stoked for that. Big shout out to Nick Papadakis. Uh, he's one of our, our cool uh, guys, elder statesman there, who just – he trains. He's a nice guy. At one point today, he just goes, hey – points at me podcast right i just looked at him and i go yes yes a podcast i do uh, a podcast 
He's like, yeah, I'm going to listen to that because you're all right. And I was like, cool. All right. I'll take take all right any day. That's better than the opposite. I was going to say, all right is better than mildly disappointing. (laughs) Right. And once he hears the podcast, I'm sure he'll give me that review. But uh, no, Nick's a great people, great training partner. I hope he enjoys this. To all the other good people who train there, you guys are also awesome as well. Also to BJJ Training Journal, please go use that. It is such a great, great resource for training. Uh, We also want to give a big shout out. If you guys haven't done this yet, please go support our friend Matt Kirtley and Marshall Carper with their Indiegogo campaign. Uh, It's for AC Open. It's really cool jujitsu. It's a really great set of instructionals. They're so close. Indiegogo is about to end, and they're really close to their goal. So if you guys can just pitch in a few bucks to help those guys out, I know we're all going to reap the benefits of it. Wait, I'm just thinking about, are you done? Is that all your shout-outs? I I guess, if you're going to cut me off like that, but yeah. Not on purpose. I was just going to say, I was reflecting on the podcast and thinking about who we had on. Yes. Uh, We got to talk to John, Michi, James, and this is like our Oprah podcast. Why is that? It's our favorite thing! God. That'll do it for us here at Verbal Tap Podcast, where I'll be just talking like this and Raph might vomit, but that's how we shut it down. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night, and you get a car. You get you a car. You get a car. You get a Baron Bolo suite. Everybody you get a journal.